speaking of uh, your half naked pictures, your your quads, bro. Yeah, you like that? I have to say, dude, I I'm gonna have to step it up a little bit, bro. That before and after is it's a little dramatic. Take, it's gonna take a little bit extra for me, I think, to yeah. get those suckers. I don't think you're gonna win this one. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, I, I like you. I like you underestimating me. I do. I do. I have to say that, bro. So what happened was, I went to go put my my jeans on. They didn't fucking fit. So I took a picture of my legs and I said, "Yeah, they look bigger." But you, unless you look at the contrast, you know, from before and after, you can't really tell. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. I posted it on my Instagram page. The before and after looks silly. It, I, I must have gained at least two inches well, on my legs. So I'm reading it, and I I have to tell you, you know, this is exact what the, what you're experiencing with your quads is what I experienced with my calves. Like, although by no means are my calves big, but the I got the most growth from it when we started occluding. Occlusion. Yeah. When I, when it's we, a game changer because yeah. that's all I did because I always work out. It's not like I don't work out my legs. I work them out. I do, you know, I squat at least twice a week and I deadlift once a week. And all I did was is I pushed it a little harder with my squat workouts. Now, to be fair, if you look at the pictures, I did lose some definition. That's not because of occlusion. I did gain a little bit of weight. I've been kind of eating in a surplus. So I did feed myself a little more. But the only thing that I really changed in my training was I've done occlusion. In three weeks, my fucking legs exploded. Like they blew up. Now, my legs grow fast anyway. But on top of when I added the occlusion, they just blew up. And this is the experience I've had with every body part I've done this to. On my arms, um, I gained about a quarter inch so far since I've occluded, which for me... From 12 and a quarter to 12 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> I got big arms, bitch. 12. That's what my mom says. No, they, they grew a quarter inch, um, which for me is a big deal because, you know, if you've been training for a long time, adding even just the smallest amount... Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Is a big, occlusion is a game changer, but if you do it wrong... It, it not only will it not do anything for you, you might hurt yourself. Yeah, it's a good thing you don't have small arms, dude, because then the whole Kermit thing would like go full circle. Oh, <laughs> if you did have skinny arms, dude. It's it not easy bad. having small arms. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you fill out that medium pretty good. So where do uh, where do we find where do we find this occlusion? Mindpumpradio.com. Click on the blue button. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Here we are now. Here we are. Entertain us. I wanna. Saganawa. All right, so guys, we need to book a like a weekend or something where we can get away and just work. You know what I'm saying? I know Don't we, work. I know we had that kind of booked. <laughs> This weekend, you want me to tell you what happened? Yeah, yeah what happened with that? Let's talk about, who, let's talk about who, to that. Yeah, let's talk about who blew that one. Yeah. So, so we were we were trying yeah, to book. Hello. So, just so the listeners can catch up here, uh, we were gonna we were booking uh, some time or, or taking some time off, excuse me, to go and just work on mind pump, work on programs, just get no distractions, like two or three days, just you know, yeah. working. We're not going anywhere to party, nothing. That's what we're telling the wives and the girlfriend, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So good on Adam. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. No, it's true. We were going to work. So I go home, right? Cause we, we had it all set up and I'm like, Hey honey, to my wife, I'm like, Hey, um, so next weekend, me and the guys, we got to We got to get some work done because we only see each other for about five to six hours max during the week. So we're going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we're going to just work this whole time. And it's going to be awesome. We're getting so many things done. And she's oh, like, yeah. and she's like, Oh, you mean on my birthday? So, 
So I'm like, okay. Yeah, how'd you get out of that mm-hmm. one? So here's the record stops. Yeah, so here's so here's what happens in my head, right? So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've got two options here. Option one is apologize and be like, oh fuck, you know, oh you're right, honey, I forgot your birthday, of course. Oh, that's not a good option. Which is which sucks, mm-hmm. which sucks. But for some reason, I picked option number two, which is worse. No, you're smoother. I know you got that option. No, option it. number two. So the problem is we were kind of like, I was kind of irritated. I don't remember what was irritating me to, to begin with. So I went with option two, which is double down. No, <laughs> no you never doubled down. So I doubled down. So I'm like, I'm like, well, honey, you know, I'm like, we went to San Diego with the kids. Already. Oh, we went didn't. to Napa. I'm like, we spent a lot of time together. I was going to do it another weekend. We can hang out for your birthday or whatever. Oh yeah. Oops. That was bad. I, I thought double dad was gonna be like that was well, bad. honey, I was actually thinking you could come with us. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? no, no, it was bad. So she's like, Oh, she's like, Okay, so we'll just fucking celebrate Christmas on your birthday or your birthday on Christmas and just, you know, mix them all together since it's all so I had to apologize and so yeah, I can't go with you guys. <laughs> So we're gonna have to think of a different weekend. Oh, oh Salvador! No, so, idiot! I got talking to funny stories. I got one for you guys that uh, I literally died laughing when my cousin told me the story. So my cousin tells me, uh, "I've got this great story to tell you about Bentley and Mozzie." So Bentley and Mozzie, uh, Bentley and Maserati are my two dogs. I have two English bulldogs. For those of you guys that don't know, <clears throat> so let me preface this a little bit by kind of letting you know their personalities. It's a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old bulldog. If you ever had a bulldog, they're very stubborn. They're full of personality. Bentley, the oldest, is super stubborn. If he decides he's going to do something, there ain't shit you're doing about it. And he's strong as shit. He's about 75 solid pounds, and you're not moving him or changing his mind. Mozzie is the biggest pussy. He looks tough, <laughs> but if you raise your voice to him, he takes off running and he freaks out. He's totally gets so scared, runs into the bed. And if you yell at him or even raise a hand like you're going to spank him or whoop him, he pees himself. Oh my God. So if someone else were to come over and they would yell at my dog, they would think that I beat my freaking little dog, you know? So which yeah. is really sad. So that being said, my cousin <clears throat> is the one who a lot of times will come house sit for me when I leave town. And he house sits and takes care of the dogs. Now, when I walk my dogs, I walk my dogs every single day and they're in my neighborhood. If you walk behind the houses, it's kind of like this dirt field area where I've trained my dogs to shit, which takes about 15 to 25 seconds to get to that backside for the, and they, and they are trained as soon as they walk out, they know that we get around the corner and that's where they shit. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to pick the shit up and I don't want them shitting on somebody's lawn. So I've trained them to shit there. Right. Is there well, some pile of shit back there now? <laughs> Yeah, kind of. But then the, you know the the people that clean a the highways mountain. up, they come through and they 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 do some shit there. So it's it's really good for the earth. Yeah, yeah, and the right. fertilizer, yeah, yeah, like yeah. whatever. I, you know what? It, a little side note on the whole dog picking up shit thing. That's something that's happened in the last ten years. Twenty years ago, we didn't pick shit up from dogs. No, you know that? <laughs> yeah, I know. There was no signs and no, laws dog, and crazy. Your stuff. dog shit and you left it there. No, yeah, poop, poop yeah. fairy. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like uh, trash. You know what I'm no. saying? That shit turns into fertilizer. It's yeah. good for the earth. So, yeah. but you know that's changed. So and I get it. I respect that. If my dog shits on the on the sidewalk. My dog shits on your yard. And if, and if you're a human and you shit on the sidewalk, all of a sudden you go to jail. Oh, man, it's <laughs> like this big a, deal. Such a big deal. God, right? everybody <laughs> trips out of everything. Ooh, I stepped in. <laughs> it's natural. God, it happens. All right, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, back to I've trained these dogs to go back there and do that. So my lazy ass doesn't have to pick the shit up. Well, it's not like I tell this to my cousin. I don't. It doesn't even dawn on me that I should probably tell him like, "Hey, walk the dogs this direction and not the other direction into the neighborhood." Because if you walk into the neighbor neighborhood, come thirty five seconds or so, my dogs gonna be ready to shit. And if you didn't bring the stuff to pick him up, they're shitting on somebody's lawn. So. <laughs> 
My cousin is... And, bull, and bulldogs make big shit. They do. And they're funny when they shit, too, the way they Booyah. do. It's pretty hilarious. So they, he starts walking him. He takes a right instead of a left. And he's walking He's walking Bentley and Mozzie, and sure as shit, within about the sixth house down, Bentley decides he's going to take a shit on this guy's lawn. And the worst part is the dude is outside cleaning his car. So the dude is outside <laughs> oh, cleaning his no. car, and then Bentley starts to squat down through shit. Now, luckily, the guy cleaning his car, he's left it. He has a, like this black Civic. He's left it the door open. And he ran back inside his house to get something else. He's been he's vacuuming the inside of it. And he probably went to go get something to clean it. Right. Luckily, <laughs> so he's left in the house. Bentley's squatting down shit. My cousin's freaking out. So he's like pulling on the leash. Bentley is not moving while he's taking shit. Well, why he's pulling on the leash? He pulls Mozzie so hard that Mozzie's has Mozzie has a big ass freaking neck and a small head so his and my cousin like a dummy has not got him on the harness he's got him on the collar and so the collar pops comes right, right off his head and he freaks out because the collar pops off and he goes shit Mozzie and he yells at Mozzie so Mozzie runs Mozzie takes off running and jumps in the guy's car <laughs> and so my cousin like is oh, freaks no. he freaks out he leaves Bentley who's shitting on the guy's lawn he goes running after Mozzie <laughs> Mozzie hops in the guy's car then he jumps on the other side of the guy's car while he's trying to get him out of the car he's trying to stay play keep away from my cousin inside the car while the guy just cleaned it he's got dog hair all over his car oh my god my cousin finally scoops up Mozzie right he gets Mozzie scooped up gets the leash back on him all while before this guy even gets out well <laughs> the mailman is pulling up at the same time and sees my cousin struggling with these dogs and everything like that and is laughing and he comes walking up and he tries to hand the, the mail to the, my cousin my cousin's like I don't live here <laughs> the mailman dies laughing and then my cousin scurries off as fast as he possibly can <laughs> bro your, your dogs your dogs just gangstered your neighbor oh yeah. my one God. dog shit on his lawn the other one went just ran off in his car <laughs> So this poor dude, your, your dogs, your, your dogs are like Rick you James. Just gave him an aneurysm. They're like Rick James. Fuck your couch. Remember this that? poor guy, right? <laughs> yeah. He probably walks. <laughs> he steps couch. in his house for probably ninety seconds. He comes out. There's dog hair in his car, and there's a shit on his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I thought my cousin told me that story, and I know their personality so well. So I'm like, that is, I could totally see how that went down because that's exactly how Mozzie. If you yelled at Mozzie, he would run, but he's not dumb enough to run into the street or run away from you because the bulldogs have this, they want to be close to you no matter. So like if I ever want my dogs to come there being stubborn, just walk away, walk away yeah. and they ha they'll come following me. They don't, they will only allow themselves to be so far. Kid, away kids are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are like that. Sometimes I'll leave my kids somewhere and they just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at Target. I'm like, oh look, yeah. you followed me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Go check out those toys. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> You're a terrible yeah. father. Dude. Here's some <laughs> Stay in the car. Yeah. Here's some cold water. No, never. I, you know. Uh, so this is obviously a little off topic, but I know at one point we actually have to talk about fitness. So is that where we're going? Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we're moving oh, on. Oh, real quick, real quick, dog shit. Before you do that, real, before you talk about fitness, I'll talk about one more random thing, real quick. Two minutes. My daughter, I'm giving them dinner tonight, and my daughter, and I'm like, honey, do you want you want the rice first? Cause I made rice and tri tip. Mom, you want rice first? She goes, no, give me the meat so I can be a beast. This is my, <laughs> this, is my five, this is my five year old daughter, beast. So I got to be careful what I say around her. Yeah. Apparently. You anyway. think? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I want to be a beast. I want to be a beast. So I've been getting a lot of people, and I guess, uh, <clears throat> obviously, we have now a ton of episodes. So a lot of things, um, we, we briefly touched on it. And I feel like because we talked about it, we feel like, oh, we talked about it enough. But I, I kind of feel like there's some some really important topics that uh, we probably should revisit because I've gotten a lot of questions. And then probably the first time or second time, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 we talked about that already. And I can't remember what episode it is. 
And, it, and I try to scroll through and find it. I'm like, I can't find this. And a couple questions I've had lately uh, were referring to um, the elevation mask, rock tape. Again? And belts. Yeah, these are things that, uh, I know you say again, but then I was thinking, do you know what episode that was? I was looking through to try and find what episode that is. Oh, uh, like, we've just referenced it probably like two that, or three times. And that's what I think. I think that we've we've kind of referenced it and talked about it. And I think it's uh, it's important because it, it's becoming just like the goddamn squeeze. I saw someone- like, in the- seriously, like, why is that taking more steam? I thought that was a dying trend. I saw someone in the mask today. Yeah. It's really? The ma- I saw someone in the mask today. The mask and the squeam and rock tape, those three. And I feel like we should talk about all three of well, those Well, let's things. start. Why don't we start with rock tape? Because um, I have, I, I might be a little different than you guys on my opinion on rock tape. I don't know. I might- too. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try me. Fine then. Let's yeah. hear it. Well, so here's the thing. Fine. So when I first saw rock tape, I'm like, well, that's stupid because it's not really giving you any support or stability. But I I, I, I kind of understand the science now. And let me give you guys an, ex- an example of what I'm talking about as trainers. Okay. You ever have a client that you're, tra- of course you have, but you've had clients where, where you're training them and you're training them to get them to move a certain way. Mm-hmm. And simply by touching them in the area, you want them to flex mm-hmm. or whatever. With your finger, all of a sudden Exterior they can- stimulus, yeah. Ex- yeah, that, that stimulus from the outside. Like I'm right. trying to get someone to pull their shoulder blades back. back. All I have to do is pu- put my finger in the middle of the back and say, oh, squeeze here. And all of a sudden they can do it. Yeah. Rock tape works, I believe, along those same lines in the sense that it creates this tactile kind of, uh, this feeling on the skin. And it's reminding you to position yourself in a certain way. Not that it's creating support. But it's giving your body neural feedback through touch, through skin, mm-hmm. with the with the actual tape. So when they when you stretch the tape out, and it's, for example, let's say I'm supporting a um, my ankle, or let's say my back. Let's say I do want to pull my shoulders back. I can put tape across my shoulder blades, pulling the skin together. There, it's not going to, you know, it's obviously not attached to my scapula. It's not going to pull the shoulder blades back, but it might yeah. remind me to keep my shoulder blades back. It's so, interesting because uh, yeah, another version of that. So uh, I was also told that like. You can, if you have an overactive muscle, let's say, like you can tape in such a way that um, you connect to uh, other muscles by by taping around it, and uh, basically uh, activating, creating a new a new sort of um, recruitment pattern. Mm. Um, and I haven't actually taped in that sense, although I have actually taped to help aid in my lower back when I so you've my, used it yeah and what have you noticed QL. it you know it, it really did help me uh as far as just feel somewhat supported and um I, I I don't know about like I don't know about like the other theory with that as far as like allowing more circulation and, and blood flow by lifting the skin up a little bit and some of the dermis but um I don't know. That, that, was, that, that was something that, that was told I wanna, to me. But I want to stop both of you. It right did now. help a little bit in the recovery. <laughs> I want to stop both of you right now. And I just want to. I want our listeners to pay attention real quick. Um, <clears throat> this is a perfect example, and this is why we do this radio show. As you heard Sal and Justin talk, we could take something completely stupid and make it sound very, very cool and educated by pointing out some very, very good facts and points about it. And that's, I think, the the issue with so many things that are out there is you take a couple smart guys like Sal or Justin or myself, and we can put a positive spin on anything and sell the shit out of it. And that is the problem with the fitness market. Now, that being said. Great point. Okay. That being said, I I am with you guys on the points that you made about rock tape. Now, the problem I have with it is 99.9% of those, the people that are wearing the fucking rock tape did not get it put on by someone as smart as the two motherfuckers sitting next to me or a chiropractor or somebody. Now, there are some chiropractors that do that and set them up and probably know what the fuck they're doing. 
in order to really help those Well, people. it also looks cool, well, right? And it comes in different uh, colors. Yeah. It comes in different colors, yeah. and you could tape up your body and be like, I'm an athlete. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's a lot of the reason why people will yeah, wear Yeah, and that's why I put yeah. the 99.9%. That's the ridiculous douchebaggy thing. And that's the, that's the issue that I have with this fucking rock tape. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like the belt thing to me. Mm. There, there is a place for weight belts. Uh, do I think there is a place for rock tape that can enhance performance for some athletes or for some people? Absolutely. Do I, I believe that? What percentage, let me ask you guys this. What percentage of the people that are working out in gyms probably should, should, or would benefit from using rock tape? Less than 1%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very small percentage. Yeah. Yes. Let's be, let's be, you know, that's the thing here. Now, but if you're in a CrossFit facility, probably more than that. Everybody. Yeah. You, you <laughs> everybody need needs the rock. You tape. need it yeah. everywhere. <laughs> you need it. You need <laughs> every single is. joint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You all over your face. <laughs> you need to hide your shit. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, hide you your know? face. Yeah. You don't want nobody to know what you're yeah, doing. But I mean, know. do you guys agree or not? I mean, I, I believe that like things like this, and that is the problem with our industry is they, they catch something and what a perfect thing to make trendy some cheap ass tape because it's yeah. we can because it's gonna have, you're gonna have to keep buying rolls. Well, it started as like KT tape and the, the yeah. thing the thing is it's the adhesion of that was shitty and so it would like uh, it would peel up because I used that before rock tape ever existed. Yeah, it's been around in physical yeah. therapy for physical ever. therapy. It's just you know it was just another way that they could. What was help that to, KT kinesio 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 tape? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just that rock tape stays on there for like three or four days. You can shower with it and everything. My 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 best friend is a physical therapist. And I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> tape your butt cheeks together. <laughs> and, and he used to he Good. used to tape my he used to tape There's my no ankle entry zone when uh, we used to play ball because I had, I had rolled my ankle and I had a really bad sprain and so he would give me the extra support by taping me up and you know it's something that I had him do because he's a perfect the way he tapes my ankle and the way I tape my own ankle is night and day difference. I can right. feel a significant difference. When it's the same thing yeah it's athletic training like when i used to go well i actually would make fun of everybody in there because i thought they're a bunch of pussies but i <laughs> before practice you'd see all these guys like oh like getting taped up and like they had to and i'm like you don't have to get taped you know up what though it's game. it's better than the freaking you ever watch uh, uh soccer and somebody will fall down they what is that cold air they spray on everything Oh, you know what I'm talking God. about? Don't get well, me they'll started fall down the soccer players, and it's like just like cold air comes out, and you can see it looks like a cloud of yeah. I don't know what. Did the I fuck ever it tell is? you I did I did a, a, a an internship with um, athletic training, and so I had to actually work with like different teams. And dude, don't get me started on soccer players. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> biggest pussies on the planet. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Way to offend all our soccer players. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I have to disagree, man. Soccer soccer is a freaking bad... I think it's no, a... Don't, ro- no, don't no, rock no, your no, head. No, it's no, a no. badass sport, no, man. No, no, no. I'm just talking about... In it's the, not. In professional soccer... They fall down. It's part of the game because they got to make the, they got to try and get the, the referee to come over and you know get a yellow card or whatever. And then their trainers got to come out and make it look like they're doing something. So they spray cold air on their fucking ankle or whatever, and all of a sudden they're fucking healed. And you can see it's like a cloud. Looks like dry ice. It's like, and then they come up and like, oh, probably my, my knee is better now. It's probably nitrogen. <laughs> it's probably the whole uh, just like the cryotherapy con- concept and probably exactly what it, it is. is. But they fall down like they're like they've literally and just like torn really their good, leg off. And that's gonna do something. Yeah, and then. And they get up and like and I'm good. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump back at it. Yeah. Dude, when I was a kid, I was like, "That's magic. I want that. What is it?" Yeah. It's so co- I, it's cold air. That that's my. So unless you're a physical therapist uh, or a pretty advanced personal trainer, um, you know, or have either or of those people, you know, or a chiropractor, uh, rock taping you up, uh, it's probably pretty pointless. If you had to rank all the things that 
you should do to help yourself with a with an injury or some kind of chronic pain, rock tape is near the bottom. You have correctional exercise, myofascial release, stretching, massage, uh, chiropractic, you know, and then way down the bottom of the list, rock tape. There's so many other things you could do to help yourself when you have, you know, aches and pains and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that whole rice. But uh, I, you know, concept. I get it. I get it because, you know, it, in, in the defense of it, you know, and I know I ragged on it first, but you know, in, in the defense of it, it's a, it's a real similar concept or reason why you would wear it as why, you know, I joked about using my wraps for, you know, deadlifting because of my golfer's elbow. I'm crutching an issue. I have an issue. I'm too lazy to spend the time rehabbing. Too lazy to spend the time doing corrective work uh, like I should. You know do. what I like? I, so we did that episode. With, I did that episode with Justin when you were here talking about wrist wraps. The, the the post he did on Instagram. Yeah, you like the post, the follow up. <laughs> He's like, so here yeah, I am, dead. I gotta explain myself. I'm dead, yeah, but you know, normally I use wrist straps because yeah. you see, I'm such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you talk shit and say that, Dad, but uh, I always, I always put it, I put it out there. Like this is, there's a reason, there's a reason behind all that stuff, you know. And I, I don't believe in uh, using aids or crutches like that unless you absolutely need it or you have an issue, and you know. And I'm willing to admit, like I, I do not spend the time now taking care of myself like I used to. The good trainer in me three years ago would, you know, take a week off or, you know, let my the inflammation come down or rehab myself or do corrective mm-hmm. work. Instead, the stubborn competitor in me right now just keeps pushing through and, mm-hmm. you know, or crutching it with using rock tape or wrist wraps. Yeah, you know, like, so. like like I was saying earlier today, I was, I was lifting over at Gold's and um, there's a dude with an elevation mask and he's probably, he doesn't really look like he works out, skinny kid. And um, he's just doing straight sets on uh, like back machines. Oh, he's lifting. He's lifting with with an elevation mask, and he's Why? doing like straight sets, like you know, ten reps, rest, ten reps, rest. So you know, here's the here's the the theory behind elevation masks. They limit, they they impede your breathing, so that supposedly you get less oxygen. Your body tries to adapt by producing more red blood cells. Boom, you have more endurance. That's where the, that's where their theory behind elevation masks goes. Um, if that's true, when you're using an elevation mask, you'll really benefit mostly from using it with stuff uh, that's training your VO2 max or your cardio, mm-hmm. not lifting weights for, or maybe a circuit, but not like straight set, you know, rest, straight set, rest. So the kid obviously got the wrong impression with it. That being said, what did he look like? He, I'm telling you, he didn't even look like he lifted. He was just some normal, like See, he looked like a 17 year old kid. That's where I just have the biggest problem. If if it was like a, a serious fighter. serious athlete or yeah, an MMA fighter, or somebody that was yeah, like it's doing gonna, extreme cardio, exactly, because it's going to give you. If, if it does work, yeah, it might give you point, you know, something percent benefit. Which is important if you're a high level athlete, because that could be the difference between winning and losing. Every little bit of performance but if is, you're, is an aid. Exactly. Right, but point. if you're an eighteen year old and, and you're trying to, you know, you're you're trying to go from fourteen inch arms to fifteen inch arms, uh, you're you know, go take some creatine, yeah. eat more food and lift weights. Calm and down with leave all the, the yeah. leave the leave the cre- all the gimmicks. The, well exactly. What one of my members who is uh getting ready for one of those um not a muddy buddy thing, but the, one of those. What are they called? <laughs> muddy, yeah. muddy buddy. Barebacking. Yeah, oh, tough one. Yeah, them? one of those. One of those Whoa. tough. <laughs> there really is a muddy buddy run. Whoa! Say <laughs> Every time I bareback, yeah. so he's I become a muddy buddy. Man, bro- <laughs> broke back, but uh, came out bareback. I don't know. <laughs> Something's happening tonight. <laughs> 
Muddy Who laced my Who laced my drink? Jesus Christ. I felt like I was mean to soccer players, too. I, uh, yeah. You oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was almost apology right I there. actually really yeah. enjoy women's soccer. It, it's it's wow. very awesome. <laughs> You're awesome just to, dig it. Just to dig watch. It. And, Dude. Yeah. No, what's funny is I used to play, you know, women's like growing soccer. up. No, yeah, women's <laughs> soccer. And uh, it was fun. It was cute. It was, oh my god! It's good. Your foot is just going. Deep. I know. I just got you. Just stop oh, me wow. right there, bro. Stop you right. For the there. record, for the record, I'm a big fan of soccer. Yeah, I like uh, rugby. So I played for seven years of my That's life. What you I played soccer? Yeah, for seven years. Were you goalie? No. You're so tall. I was a forward. Forward? No, I, you weren't. You yeah. were a fullback, weren't you? Yeah, no, I was a forward. Really? I, I, I played sweeper for a little while too, but I was I was primarily a forward for most. I was actually. Um, Remember, I was a short, fast kid when I was younger. I didn't, I didn't, I was 5'3 as a sophomore in high school. I didn't sprout up. Holy shit. Yeah, 5'3. I was point guard. I played point guard. And, and then all I, of a sudden, you just got tall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's was, funny. That's like what that was me, dude. Like, yeah. I, I played forward, I played, you know, mm-hmm. middle and whatever you call it. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was point guard. And then I, I, I put on all this weight. You know, from football, and then everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I actually, uh, soccer was my first love. I, um, when I went through my growth, my growth spurt, I it, it fucked me up in the sport. Mm-hmm. I being a forward and used to being this quick, agile. So cut, did you gain like ten inches of height in like three years or something? Uh, yeah, about let's see, five. No, not ten inches. Five. I went five three to. Six, I probably graduated high school at six foot six one. So five three up to six foot. Wow! In just two years. Yeah, that's crazy. Sprouted. So and it, and that that growth spurt helped me in basketball. I became a better basketball player. Of course. But I became a worse soccer player. And it, I was yeah. soccer, like I said, was my first love. I was really good. I was really good in soccer. And uh, I had plans to playing that all the way through high school. But then I got, I, I literally went from being somebody who thought he was really, really good to not so good at all. You know, like I went from being a starter and scoring all the goals to a guy that was coming off the bench. And that was weird. Were you short and skinny or short and fat? I was short and skinny. So you went from short and skinny to tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you got tall. Yeah, yeah, no, it helped yeah. out for basketball. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, if you went from short and fat to tall and skinny, it's kind of a win. You know, I mean, you still won. You know what I mean? But it wasn't as much of a win as if you were a fat short kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, good call. Yeah. yeah. So I'm muddy, back, muddy, back, muddy buddy. Yeah, back muddy to bu- back bear, to barebacking. Back to uh, <laughs> tough. Let's get mutter. on the pony. Come on. Back to tough mutter and the, the question that somebody had, the real serious question they asked me. They it came up to me after class and said, Adam, what do you think about these elevation mass? You know, I'm getting ready to train for this tough mutter. And you're, he's, like, you're like elevation. If you want to get high, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I, you know, I was explaining to him that it, it's, it's kind of elevated. It kind of defeats the purpose too, because when you think about it, the idea of increasing uh, your VO2 max, right? You while you're while you're constricting yourself from breathing very well you're not going to be able to run with the same intensity that you would run breathing normal. So it's kind of like this, you, you're, you may be increasing red blood cells because you're practically freaking suffocating yourself while you try and run. But then you also are not going to, let's say you're somebody gets yeah, your tread- performance goes way down your during perf- the exercise. Well, so exactly. then, I whereas see- you could focus more on your performance and you're going to, you know, get that much more added benefit to it and the endurance from it. And you're going to play at that speed. Well, here, exactly. so I, it's pretty dumb. I want to see the science because red blood cells do increase when you have less oxygen in the air that you're breathing not because you're breathing shitty. So it's like, I had asthma as a kid. I don't think I had more red blood cells because I had asthma attacks. Yeah. So I don't know if that science transfers. I'm just telling you guys, you know, we're just talking about the theory behind it, but I don't know what the science is. Here's my hunch, okay? 
My hunch is that training with an elevation mask will make you better at training with an elevation mask. Okay, it won't make you better <laughs> at training without it. Does that much make sense? Like, much like all these other tools that turn into different adaptations, right? That you like have to consider, like like you see guys in the gym. I fucking love these guys when they when they will grab the five pound dumbbells in between sets and shadow box in front of the mirror. So they're doing two things. Obviously, they're trying to show everybody how awesome they are and how stupid they are for anybody who knows how to box because boxing with weights throws your timing off and is not a good thing to do. Yeah. It'll make you better at boxing with weights, but it won't make you better at boxing. <laughs> kind of like the elevation mask. I, I, I would I would bet money that <laughs> a that's... Great analogy. I, I would bet that. money that it probably, it probably just makes you better at training with something over your face suffocating you. Now, that might translate into a sport like MMA, yes. where if someone's on top of you, ground and pound, one of the techniques that they use is they'll put their hand over your face to suffocate you. Right. Or they'll uh, choke you out. They're constricting. Maybe. But, yeah. well, chokes aren't really. See, here's the thing about chokes chokes aren't. Um, they're not. The reason why chokes are effective is not because they're blocking your air, it's because they're blocking your blood, mm. the blood to your brain. If I block your air with a choke, you're going to last a long time. I, you'll, you'll sit there for 30 seconds, 40 seconds, a minute, maybe longer, and not pass out. If I stop, the, if I block your carotid artery, five seconds, you're asleep. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I actually didn't know that. I actually thought it was... It was As, no, it's not the air it's at the all. It's the blood that's actually... It's the yeah. blood. I could, oh, if, no if I, I could use my thumbs. If I place them right on your carotids and I push hard, you'll feel yourself start to go out right away. It has nothing to do with the oxygen. If I just sit there and crush your, your Adam's apple, that's pain. You might tap out to that. But in terms of not being able to breathe, you can hold your breath for a long time. Yeah. So, um, so, I, so what's might, the actual button then, like, you know, on the jaw where you, you end up getting a knockout punch? Like, so if it's pinching, is it pinching a nerve? No. There? So here's what happens. God, I love this question. Yeah, this so, great. so first and foremost, um, so I, wa I watched a documentary on this and they, they discovered what causes people to get knocked out is the two hemispheres of the brain will twist in opposite directions. So like the left hemisphere will twist to you know back and the right hemisphere will twist will, will twist forward and that causes like a short circuit and makes you you know go night night go to sleep and the go chin night night, the chin happens to be the furthest point away from the it's like a, it's like a it's like a lever like if i hit the end of a broomstick it's going to twist the broomstick harder than if i hit the middle hmm. so hitting the chin it's like it's that long lever down from the the, the oh, point no of the, shit that makes a lot of sense right yeah. so you hit the, so the chin and it, torsion, basically. and it twists the fuck yeah. out of your head and then you go to sleep interesting that's why if you punch someone like square in the forehead you'd have to hit them really yeah. hard to knock them yeah. out but you hit someone right on or the or like the back of the head, you know, too. You get that brain to to hit the front, right? But yeah. if you hit them like the right at the point barrier. of the chin, kind of like a hook, twist their head, they're probably gonna go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I so, love it. So now you know. No shit. Yeah. So elevation masks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. You bring up, suffocate yourself. You bring, up, you bring up a great point, then, Muddy if, buddy. And so to Justin, that if Fair you're back if in. you're training at an elite elite level and you've already got your cardio endurance through the roof the treadmill speed doesn't even go up faster you know and you're looking at like maybe the next level like hey you know what restricting some air while you're doing that may just take you next but to me if you're you know an average in shape person who's and by our even on the upper echelon you don't even have to be average you're you're pretty yeah, damn i would i'm not gonna use a fucking mask yeah elevation there's, mask. there's so much more you can improve before you do something like that that's going to constrict it unless you were trying to mirror something that you do in a sport like mma which is the only one right. i think we, any of us could really think of or unless you're in some underwater 
underwater's you know yeah. endurance sport. If I was trying to <laughs> yeah, if I was trying to build endurance, uh, you know, say for football or something, I'm doing hill sprints or I'm doing you know sprints on the field, so I'm getting actual texture of the of the field and the grass and like making cuts and everything. So I'm gonna it's gonna be applicable to the sport what I'm doing. Plus, so. you'll probably do a lot of training in your pads and in your helmet. Exactly. Getting used to you got the weight. Yeah, exactly. Getting used As to long, moving like that. That's why the coaches, like good coaches, get pissed off if like you're that guy always taking his helmet off because you're not the one, you know, you don't take your helmet off in the game. Why are you taking your helmet off every chance you get? And that's why Justin's neck is fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> this explains yeah. everything. I never took my helmet off. I wasn't that guy. <laughs> You were just walking around the house, the helmet on your everybody. And that's why I can't remember anything. So I think that sums up the elevation mast. I feel like we've talked really good about that. So we got to get after the squeams and we got to talk about the belt. Those two things we have to talk about. I love squeam. Like, well, where did that term come from? Because <laughs> it's just like such a random name. And, and like, I, I know corset, you know, like, how did it go from corset to waist well, trainer to squeeze. They had to name it something different because they couldn't call it a corset, right? Because yeah. there wouldn't be inventing anything. Yeah, and, and dudes wouldn't be like, I'm going to put on a corset. I mean, some dudes might, but most guys wouldn't. Yes. I mean, I'll wear one so, yeah. because it feels yeah. kind of hot. You know some guys I mean? say, now I put on my squeam, which doesn't sound much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so squeam. We watched, uh, so what's that? Squeam. Fifty Shades. Oh, yeah. fi- you watched Fifty Shades of Grey? We, we, we talked about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. Did you watch it yet? It reminds me of that. Uh, no the, sque- the scream does. Yeah, oh, there's right. no reason to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't worry no, about it's it. Dumb. Yeah, it's it's. If, if you, yeah, you're you're not married. When you're married, you don't really watch porn together. You get excited over she weird things. Exactly. So yeah. tell me, tell me your screams. Let's hear. Her. So scream zero reason to wear one. I mean, I, there's really not. There, there is no. I can see with an elevation mask, you might but get so- point something percent of point something percent increase, and in, if you're super high elite, and or if it's helping you for MMA or whatever. A yeah. squeam, zero reason to use one. And if you use one, you are going to you are uh, you are you're doing yourself a disservice. You're you're, you're doing- altering your midsection and your your torso in a way that it's atrophying and it's it's compromising your spinal integrity. You're you're just you're it's like putting a cast on your arm. You're going to lose muscle around that area, lose stability, set yourself squishing up for the organs together, creating internal pressure that doesn't need to be there. Well, out of not only out of the the four things, the rock tape, the Squeams, the elevation mask and belt that we're about to talk about right now. Not even just out of those things, but I would say out of all fitness aids that are out there, the scream has to take the cake and the most idiotic one out of all of them. It's yeah. pure stupid. I Absolutely. would recommend you buy a shake wake shake weight before I recommend you buy a fucking scream. A shake yeah. a shake weight is ten trillion times yeah. more effective. Than a squeam, right? And a shake weight has zero effectiveness. So, <laughs> yeah. so do the math. So with well, zero, yeah, with zero it helps, minus ten it helps trillion. the sphincter muscles. I found the sp- the sphincter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If a shake weight worked, my god, I'd be yeah. Don't you love so, sleep mode? You know that the, the shake weight goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, though, and telling people that you know it's so easy for fitness professionals like ourselves to take. I could. We could all, okay, all three of us right now could talk about the shake weight for about the next eight to 10 minutes and sell you on why it's great, right? Uh-huh. Could you not Could you not put together a presentation right sure. now and talk about the benefits that you get by well, using- we could talk- We could put a video together. Well, and- we could We could even just tell the truth. Like I could say when you're shaking the weight, you're activating, you know, 30 muscles in the arm. Yeah, the reciprocal force that's coming back yeah, is going to, you know, activate more muscle fibers. And, and you're increasing your caloric burn while you're using it and you only have to use one hand, so you could use the other hand to work. I mean- I'm telling the truth, 
but it's you not totally a, won't look like an idiot but it's not effective <laughs> right. it's not going to really do much for you yeah. and a lot of times with fitness what they do is they take a kernel of truth a tiny tiny kernel of truth and they blow it out and make it into this big huge thing so they could sell a product for example the uh when it, the whole eating frequently thing eating every two or three hours you have to eat every two or three hours thing this uh, again they took a kernel of truth which is if you eat Every time you eat, you get what's called a thermic effect where your body's metabolism increases. And so they took that kernel of truth and they said, awesome. If you eat all day, you're going to have a faster metabolism all day long. So mathematically, you're going to be processing you know, this food and you're going to be right. burning X amount more calories right. which is, which is not digesting. Exactly, which is not true. Bullshit. The thermic effect matches the amount of food you eat, th- You know, two big meals. 10 small meals all equal out the same, same thermic effect, same difference at the end of the day. But they took it, they spread it out, extrapolated it, turned it into this big selling yeah. point, and boom, buy my protein bar. Newsflash, nothing that sounds cookie cutter works. <laughs> right. Newsflash. There is nothing the, out there the that is The human body is very complex. It has like checks and balances all the way across the board. It, I mean, whether it's hormones, whether it's you know dealing with force, uh, stress level, stress, you know, all kinds of different things. Like your body's always constantly adjusting and trying to adapt and overcome the environment. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's all about just how, how you're trying to stay ahead of that and, uh, and do it in a smart way and not try to overwhelm it with things. Well, let's get into belts now for a second. Um, you know, when you're wearing a belt, I think, uh, there's a fine line between using the belt for safety and then becoming dependent uh, on the belt. When you're exercising, I personally use a belt every workout, but I only use it um, after I reach a certain weight in particular exercises. So I use a belt and squats once I get to 300 uh, 300 plus pounds. I use a belt and deadlifts once I get above 450 pounds. Um, In front squats, I'll use it once I get about 230 to 250 pounds. And that's that's pretty much it. Up until I get to those weights, or if I'm doing lighter weight, I don't use a belt because I know that I'll become dependent on it. See, mm-hmm. your your body's recruitment patterns change when you're wearing a belt, and I don't want those recruitment patterns to be with me all the time because I don't wear a belt all, unless I plan on wearing a belt my entire life and walking around all day long and looking like a massive massive douchebag. Yeah, it's kind of like wearing a helmet driving around your car every day. That probably looked pretty stupid if you're driving up. But if you were to get into a drag car and drag race at 200 miles an hour, you'd probably put a helmet on. Yeah, you? you would put a helmet on. Same thing yeah. goes for your body. When you're doing something super high performance like that, safety does come in there. Could you probably deadlift to 500 pounds without a belt? Absolutely, I know you could. Yeah. But it's there just in case. Yeah, you know safety reasons, and it it's also a parachute for sure. also you've you've been deadlifting or squatting two, three, four hundred pounds without it, so you know you've got some. Serious- I make sure I make sure to do sets without the belt, and you ramp it up, and I know. ramp it up, and the belt really is there because when I have you know five hundred pounds on the bar. And of course, it's all relative. Okay, you guys are listening to me right now. Some of you are saying, "Well, I'll never lift five hundred pounds," but it's relative. Whatever's whatever's a really heavy weight for you. Yeah. Whereas it were you feel if your form breaks a little bit, you you feel like you might hurt yourself. For me, about four fifty or more on the deadlift is where I get to that point where I feel like if I'm lifting the weight and it just shifts a little bit or I'm off a little bit or like the other day I pulled a muscle while I was trying to lift in my in my calf of all fucking places. You know, the belt m- might save me a little bit of uh, a little bit and prevent me from majorly injuring myself mm-hmm. because I have so much weight yeah. on it. it. Now, that being said, there's some fucking lifters, man, I've seen out there 
who lift incredible amounts of weight with never wore a belt. Yeah. And so, you know, there's even a part of me that's thinking, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm even thinking maybe I'm not going to wear a belt for a long time just to see what happens. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, know? Di- I didn't wear one for a very, yeah, very long I time. Don't, yeah, I, I don't. I, I just, I just got my first belt. So my first belt ever I've ever owned, I've had for less than, less than a year. And the only reason why is this is the the most I've ever see, and this is why I exactly. Well, now I, you're going heavy, heavy. Yeah, this is I never really trained singles on squatting and deads and stuff like that, so I never felt the need to go get a belt. Like you know, hey, now now that I'm getting up there where I'm pulling four or five hundred pounds, it's like okay, might not be a bad idea to get get a belt just in case you know safety reasons. I've got that little extra protection when I get up to that weight. You know, one thing people don't realize is there's a technique to wearing a belt too. Especially if you're going to wear a legit belt. By the way, if you're going to wear a belt and you're using it properly, um, don't get the belt that's skinny in the front and wide in the back, like like you see a lot of the meathead bodybuilders wear. That is actually not giving you tons of support. The support from the belt does not come from the back of the belt. The support of from a belt comes from the front. Right, because it has to push it in. Right, because your core, what, hap- what happens when you wear a proper belt that's wide all the way around is your core pushes out against the front of the belt, and that gives you the stability in the back. If the front's skinny, you lose that. Do you know that I used to, mm-hmm. I remember back in the days, I actually see a guy that used to wear the, those Cardillo belts that you're like you're talking about uh, backwards. He used to have his buddy strap him in from behind, so it would tighten him down from the back. The belt would be on the backside, and the big part would be on in the front. front. Yep. So, so yeah, you want one that's thick all the way around. Um, you need to be able to put it on pretty snugly because if it's too loose, your core is going to have to push out too far to give you that stability. Um, and uh, a powerlifting belt's probably best, but they're stiff and they're difficult to put on, and it's going to take practice. And I know a lot of people that will try it and just not even like it because it's uncomfortable and you got to get kind of used to it to put it on. I use a cage to put my belt on. I don't even pull the belt part. I grab the cage with my belt and I twist, twist your way. and I twist my body away from it uh, because I've got the technique kind of down. Um, otherwise, uh, it doesn't. It, it's not going to do me that much good. So it's got to be nice and tight and nice and wide all the way around. Other, and and of course, use it on your heaviest lifts. Otherwise, don't use it all. Well, why we're talking about a heavy lift and squatting? You know, I had another question someone was asking me about uh, breathing technique when you when you squat. You ever notice a, a lot of powerlifters will hold their breath? Correct. So, mm-hmm. you know, what is what is your theory and what is your your thoughts? Because obviously when you're doing a normal uh, training, 8 to 12 reps, you teach clients to <laughs> Don't breathe. hold your breath. Yeah, yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> you're, bre- you're breathing in on the negative. You're ex- exhaling on the, on the positive um, or the eccentric, concentric motion. Uh, so when you, but yeah, when you're powerlifting, you'll see people take a big, deep breath and hold, hold, hold their breath and power through. So you're, you, you, what you're doing when you're doing that, when you breathe in deep and then tighten and then, you know, tighten everything up and then hold your breath is you're increasing, um, your internal core stability. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a technique that's used to increase that stability so you can lift heavier weight. Now that only works when you're doing like one rep or two reps where you can come up to the top, take a couple breaths and do it again. If you do this on a set that's like five, six, seven or more reps, you're going to pass out. Mm, <laughs> but yeah. the question then co- uh, comes is, um, how do I ma- how do I take advantage of that while breathing? So what if I am doing a set of 14 reps? How do I take advantage of that? You know, how do I, how do I get that same similar technique, but at the same time I have to breathe? And the way Bracing do, techniques. Yes, you brace and you breathe with force. Yeah. So um, in yoga, they teach you know how to breathe through the gut, where you oh, you kind of breathe out. And mm-hmm. that, yeah, I'm sure that was annoying to, to listen to, but yeah, but that's what you do when you're doing your reps. So you go down, you breathe in, go down, 
hold your breath as you go down. When you come out of the squat, you breathe out, but do it with force with the core, with the it's tight like core. Clenching. Yes, it's yeah. like clenching it's like your whole body. Clenching your whole body. Yeah. Like squeeze your butthole. Exactly. Breathe out. Tight and come up. All the way. No, no, no joke. Seriously they, though, they yeah. teach that to, to clench your butthole. <laughs> it's in, silly, but it's true. In Olympic yeah. lifting, because people have blown out their asses. I'm not even joking. They have blown out. Have you Have you seen this? Have you? Heard no, this? I haven't seen it, but I have heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, the amount of force Thank that they God. generate, Olympic lifters, some of the pros. Yeah. That if they don't clench their <laughs> their assholes, like they have to be very good. At, if they don't do that. They will literally blow the inside of their ass yeah, out. Everything out. <laughs> yes. Boom. Little. Google it. No, don't, <laughs> no Google. don't Google. Don't Google. Don't Google. Whatever you do, don't Google pink sock. So anyway. Pink sock. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> no. Ooh. No. So how do you like your belt? Is this the one with your name on it? No, I have not got the official one done. I'm, I'm on the loner Cardillo belt that they have right now, and I do, I, I I like it. Um, you don't bu- you don't you don't wear it when you do curls and shit like I, every, like I, all your buddies. I actually re- rarely ever. <laughs> I rarely <laughs> I rarely ever do wear it. Um, I, you know, for so many years, I've been so used to not wearing one. And it even goes with this. I, I, I remember when I first started lifting, I had, I had these these uh, big old bodybuilder guys that when I was like in my early 20s, I used to lift with. And they they were always like, if you can't hold it with your bare hands, you can't hold the weight, you can't pick it up. You know, that was their mentality. Like, get rid of those pussy ass straps. And yeah. so it's, let's not let's not try and make a connection between the two there, Adam. Uh, straps totally different. Your buddies were right. So, so <laughs> wisdom. So the, the straps, the, w- the weight belts, things like that. So I, I was always used to never using that. And it wasn't until like, I, until I really got into doing singles and stuff that I yeah. ever even consider using any of these tools. And that to me is just kind of how I feel all the way across the board on wrist wraps, on belts, on straps is I get it. If, you get you got those things there to protect you to help you to aid you when you are moving almost your max yeah. load and even and even and I know you guys you guys ran, and I I did the post on the wraps and this and that uh, even that something like that where I get it if you're getting ready to pull five hundred something pounds and you real and for me when I'm wrapped into five hundred pounds I can really concentrate on everything else that's firing properly because my grip is all there now when I get get pulling over four hundred with that's it's my grip is normally the first thing to go after a few reps, you know, after a few reps, I'm starting to feel the bar starting to slide out of my, out of my fingers. And now no longer am I mentally concentrating on firing everything else properly. I'm concentrating on holding on to that damn bar. But so the the question is, do you feel like you earned that weight? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. This is as long as I can rip it one time barehanded. I'm good. Here's what I love about mind pump. The two non uh, pro I know <laughs> competitors can talk talking, crap to the two, to the two hundred and thirty pound professional. <laughs> yeah, a guy with the, the nineteen inch arms uh, sitting across from me. Yeah. Uh, before we leave, do not forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Move them up, move us up in the ratings. Move us on. Yeah, up. we've we found out that the more that we get reviews and stuff, that's actually what's getting us out to more people. That so helps. those guys that are helping us spread the mind pump love. Um, that's one of the best ways you guys can do it. If you and you know what, you can't you, you can't continue to do multiple ones on the same phone or like that. So if you have to, you use your phone, then your computer, then you grab your friend's phone, you grab your mom's phone, you grab your uncle's phone and your cousin's phone, and then you call all their their family and friend members and to get them to do the same thing. We should be good. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.